welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Kindred Bravely. Kindred Bravely strives to bring comfort and functionality to moms with their ultra-absorbent reusable nursing pads. They're delivering more confidence to your breastfeeding journey. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Milky's Nipple Nurture Balm is your organic and lanolin-free answer to sore or cracked nipples. Uh, We'll hear more about these sponsors later, but what I would like to ask you to do is go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com after the episode and Mm -hmm. check out our sponsor page. And if you happen to need anything or holidays are coming up, try and see if there's anything that you can get there. Support our sponsors because they make this podcast happen. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send this episode right to your inbox. Um, And right now, Diane has our review of the week. I do. It came to us via email from Natasha. And she says, I just found your podcast a few weeks ago and have been binging it so hard. My son is turning one in two weeks and breastfeeding has been the absolute greatest joy of my life. I plan to breastfeed as long as my son wants to. And my husband is extremely supportive of this choice. I just wanted to thank you for all of your stories. You're both so relatable and inspiring. I find a great nugget in every single episode. Please keep the Awesome coming. And thank you. I'm glad you had such a great year with your baby with breastfeeding. And thank you for making us part of that. That's awesome. And we are going to do some stories today. Oh, we've got stories. We have some stories. So listen, we can't tell any stories until we tell you that it's going to get dirty and filthy and rotten. (laughs) So you, if you have kids in this room that can understand you know of course if you have a baby whatever don't worry about it but kids that are older that might wonder what we're talking about you saw the you saw the name of the episode so put your headphones in or push pause and listen to it later um but clear the room because i'm just going to give you a minute to do that unless you want to have the sex talk with your kid today yeah well don't do it this way no (laughs) maybe not maybe not Not, so much we don't want this to be the intro (laughs) (laughs) it's all fine and fun but i mean not with the you know you might want to have my child is still still traumatized when he learned that penises go into vaginas he can't he just cannot it's weird unwilling (laughs) to accept this it's weird it is so okay so we are i'm assuming the room is clear everybody had time to do that I'm going to I'm going to read a message that was sent to to the badass breastfeeder Instagram, which was the idea for this episode. And it's true because we don't talk about this. We don't really talk about. I mean the 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 gist of it is just kind of like your sex life as a breastfeeding person, because it's a little different, right? And not just the logistics of like where and when and there's too many kids around. Not that, but like the sex itself. Yeah, your body is different. It's totally different. Hormones are different. Everything's different. Yeah. Yeah, so let me read this one. Uh, So she she says, um, Hi, Abby. Hope you're doing good. This might be a strange one, but I was wondering if you ever considered doing an episode about sex life when breastfeeding. I was listening to another Irish podcast I love about motherhood, and they touched on the subject, just how it can be a strain on your relationship at times. My daughter is... 13 months old, and we share a bed together as 
she's still nursing a lot at night, which I love. She's my teddy bear, but there is no room for my partner, so he is in the other room. Also, having milk coming out of your breasts during sex, feeling touched out, having a baby latched onto you most of the time. My partner has suggested a night away in a hotel once COVID restrictions ease, but I've never spent away from her a night away from her, and it makes me sad to think she would be sobbing, crying with me not there. Anyway, I'm slightly ranting, but your podcast is always such a support to me, and I guess this may be a subject that I think I'm not alone feeling. And you're so right. She's very right. And so we asked for stories, and um, we got some stories of people who are struggling, who struggle to, to kind of, you know, work it out in their house. And then we got some stories of people who are not struggling at all. <laughs> I don't think they ever struggled. <laughs> they didn't, don't seem to struggle in that area. And they very much worked it out. And things are going quite smoothly. It's hilarious, though. It is. It's wonderful. Um, and I'm so happy to hear it. Um, so we can just like, we're going to read these stories. And I know for me, I'll just share my story first. Um, when I first had babies, um, my first one, I was like, that birth was traumatic. My vagina was all cut open, had stitches in it. And like, I just thought, I remember those first, that first month or two or whatever. I was like, nothing's going in there ever again. Like nothing. It is purely an exit now. There's nothing ever going inside there again. I'm done. That was like, it was terrible. And it healed and things got better. And I don't, a lot of people have pain at first. It wasn't really that painful. I was just so, so freaked out about mm -hmm. doing it again because mm -hmm. it was just so like ratcheted, weed whacked down there. <laughs> it was so like, it was so bad. But it healed as it does. And, um, you know, things got better. But I did, I did one thing for me was like before babies, my breasts were very much a part of sex. And after babies, there's like this force field around them. And if you come inside the force field, you get punched in the face. I cannot, cannot handle it. There's something about it now. Don't touch my boobs. <laughs> Don't. I cannot handle it. Even my kids. I like elbow, like my kids, you know, they'll like sit on my lap and they're like readjusting themselves and they're like kind of rubbing up against my boob. I just dig my elbow into their side and they're like, ow. And I'm like, don't touch my boob. <laughs> I can't handle it. I think it's the nursing aversion. I think yeah. it gets in your head. Yeah. And like, I just can't get over the feeling. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah. But so that's a big I, change. Apparently, not everyone feels that way, as we will find. So, yeah. So, you want to read our first one? Sure. Okay. Here goes. We're not sharing any names. These are all totally anonymous. Mm -hmm. I gave birth via C-section after over 24 hours of labor and pushing for over an hour. Because I didn't have any vaginal tears, I didn't anticipate any issues having sex after I got all the all clear from my doctor. We first tried having sex about seven weeks after giving birth, anxious to reclaim that intimacy in the midst of having a newborn and all the turmoil that goes along with it. I was breastfeeding and still working on regulating my supply, so my breasts were engorged and tender, prone to leaking at the slightest touch. So foreplay was interesting. Luckily, my hubby thought it was a turn-on and was extremely gentle. 
When we tried having intercourse, it felt like being sliced open with a knife. No exaggeration. We tried lube, different positions, etc. Made no difference. So we gave it a rest for that time. Fast forward a few months, we've managed to have intercourse a few times, but each time the initial part is extremely uncomfortable and overall underwhelming. I went to my doctor and they did a vaginal ultrasound, not fun when anything going in feels like being stabbed, uh, and found I had a couple of places that looked dry and irritated inside my vagina, most likely due to the hormonal shift of giving birth and breastfeeding. I was prescribed a topical estrogen cream to help, which did nothing but make a mess. Sex continued to be painful uh, for me until I had my first period at 10 months postpartum. It became a point of contention in my marriage. My husband believing the pain was all in my head as the doctor hadn't found much and the estrogen cream didn't do anything and we managed to have sex once or twice without pain. I, on the other hand, was hesitant to have sex with the possibility of pain and closed closed down with this accusation. Each time we would attempt to even do some heavy petting, it would eventually lead to a fight. Eventually, we were able to connect and discuss our fears and emotions about sex, being new parents, and all the other stress the year had brought. This lessened the pressure, and we finally tried again, and it was pain-free, and we had already connected. We had already reconnected. I continued to breastfeed until my daughter self-weaned at 17 months, and I feel so much stronger in my relationship and own power but I know it could very easily have gone a different path. And I'm grateful for my husband's continued dedication and understanding. The end. I think that's a good one. That's a great one. And it's so true that this can be like a point of contention. Mm -hmm. And while it is not okay for somebody to pressure you, um, it's okay for people to have feelings and frustrate and being frustrated and talk about it. And, And when you know, when you're not connected, you know, especially after like having kids, you know, you're you're going through one thing, your partner's going through another thing. Mm-hmm. And you just don't feel like you're on the same page. And, you know, we connect differently too. Right. We need hey, different thought, things to feel connected. I think that's very interesting that it didn't work out for her until she and her husband were getting on the same page. Yeah. And then things started to work better. And that's like, because men and women are like totally different. Oh my God. Yeah. And I also think it's good here that, you know, she had a C-section and I think, I mean, obviously C-section and vaginal deliveries are very, very different, but I think we think, okay, I had a C-section. It's not going to hurt me to have sex, you know, vaginally because there was no tears. There was, you know, nothing like that happened. So why would it be uncomfortable? Yeah. So I think that's a really good point to bring up too, that because of hormonal changes and stuff like that, it absolutely can be painful still. Totally. And sometimes yep, you I have just... a friend who I, I learned that from. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, well, you know, that, that would be, you know, an easier, not easier, but, um, your, your vagina wouldn't be as painful if, you know, afterwards. And she was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. So I wow. think that's a really good one. Should we go yeah. to our next one? Yeah. Do you want to read the one? The I Number think two? The, yeah. The I think it is great. Totally. One. I think this is a great topic. Due to all change in hormones, I had little to no desire and was super dry. That seems to be a theme with this. 
It took more time to get in the mood and lube was a must. We planned date night so I had a sitter and could plan shower, shaving, grooming, etc. We would give each other massages with oil and shower together before sexy time. Boobs felt off limits because they were so sensitive because of breastfeeding. Also, hubby didn't see them as sexual anymore because the baby was always sucking on them. With communication and trying new things, we made it through. This yep. is, yeah, it's, um, I think one of the themes that we saw in a lot of these stories were, is the dry, being, feeling dry. Yeah, that makes it really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. So totally. I think I'm glad that we're bringing this up because, you know, if that's, if that's been happening to any of our listeners, I think that that's a really good time for you to go, oh, okay, so it's not just me. I'm not just some weird freak that can't have sex anymore after I had a baby. No, this is like totally normal stuff. No, birth and breastfeeding affects your hormones and that affects the, your vaginal um, fluids. And plus, you know, like when you have a baby, I mean, a lot of times people talk about, okay, there was some tearing. I had some stitches. Like you mentioned that, but there could also be cervical tears, which means they're inside. Oh, yeah. And that happens. So that could make it even more sensitive if you've had those cervical tears, too. So you just and, you know, I know that they always say, oh, six weeks, you get the <sighs> go ahead. But if you're not feeling comfortable with it, it's OK to wait a little bit longer. No, everyone is different. Everybody's body heals differently. Even if you skin your knee, everybody's body heals differently. So after you have birth, your body's going to heal differently from your from every other person. Mm-hmm. Just throwing a number out there is absolutely ridiculous. I know. I know it. So don't listen to that. And I don't remember anybody ever saying to me, oh, you're going to feel you might feel really dry. It oh, might be yeah. uncomfortable at first. Why don't you take your time? I don't remember that. No, my doctor was like, you just have to do it. Otherwise, you're going to get like a complex about it. Oh, dear. That's what she said to me. You're just going to get it. You guys just do it. You're going to get a complex about it. I'm like, I'm sitting here with a fully blown complex. (laughs) (laughs) We are here. We are in problem area. Oh, my God. Yeah. Such an asshole. Yeah. Um, Do you want to do number three? Sure. So things are going to change now. (laughs) So now I think we covered a little bit of like, you know, it can be uncomfortable. It can be, you know, you're going to have difficulty in your relationship. Um, Also, you know, I want to say before we move on too that it's very like it's very also common when you're like have a new baby and you're doing like the co-sleeping, all that stuff is that people end up in different rooms. Yeah. You know, and that's not like. That's not a sign that your like marriage is falling apart. It's just like it just becomes like musical beds um, and you can utilize other areas of the house if it's possible. That's what we do. We're like never in the regular. Actually, he's always in there. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. No, I had a friend that said too, like she has a family bed and she was like, yeah, we've just had sex in every other room of the house. I'm like, yeah. Remind me not to sit on your couch. Like, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. But (laughs) but that's what you do. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just work it out however you can if you want. Um, Okay. So here's another one. My first child nursed. Until 22 months, around 17, 18 months, I got my sex drive back tenfold. We had sex all the time, and the letdown feeling with my partner was much different when nursing. They ended up suckling at my breast, at first just to contain the leakage. Then we found we both enjoyed it. I liked for them to drink my milk, and I have never been into breast nipple play before or since. It has been over four years since that time. I got pregnant again during all that sex. 
but I thought back and it still gets me hot. I used to be slightly embarrassed about it and thought it was weird, but not so much anymore. We all like different things. True. And we all like different things. When I was first reading these stories, I was like, wow, oh my God, I had no idea that people were like drinking the milk during sex. And then there was like more than one story about it. And I was like, oh my God, you know, your body is your body. Like in your body now is making milk. So now you get to do whatever you want with that too. That doesn't make breastfeeding sexual. Right. You're a person who is sexual and this is your body now. Like own it. Right. Absolutely. And if you're into it, like whatever. And I mean, if you committed to breastfeeding, which obviously you have, you're listening to this podcast, then that is going to be part of your sex life. As far as like the changes of your body, I mean. Right. You know, like right. That's going to be part of your sex life. Right. It's going to be part of it. And then you can do whatever you want with it. And honestly, like some partners, especially if the turn on for them is a breast, which we know for a lot of partners, that is a turn on. I mean, your breasts are more full. It's yep. just, you know, sometimes you just can't get away from it. And like, let's be a little real right now. Breastfeeding and being able to make milk is cool. I know. It kind of I is. I mean, you know, think about the other bodily fluids that we sometimes swallow. Not so cool sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. And it's like, oh it's my God. I know. Right. But I mean, you know, that what breast milk is awesome. Yeah. And if it's being incorporated into your sex life, you're not a freak. It's just a part of who you are now. And right. if it's not, fine. I never did. That never came out when I was having sex. It didn't. I never had I never had any of that um leaking during sex. Again, individual. So I don't, all do yeah, right. Everybody's right. Like so different. that was never a thing. And for me, yeah. it was just like, don't touch my breasts. Like that particular <laughs> area. It just, I couldn't. Ugh. But if you're like, but before, before having kids very much. And if there yeah. had been milk in there, then here it comes. Yeah. Um, It's actually time to read from our sponsors, which is so, I know everybody's like, oh no, I want another story. We do have a good one coming up. So we do. We have a whole bunch of them. So. Yeah. Okay, just uh, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Kindred Bravely. Kindred Bravely Stives strives to bring comfort and functionality to moms. And with their ultra-absorbent reusable nursing pads, they're delivering more confidence to your breastfeeding journey. These reusable breast pads are unlike anything else on the market. Contoured, antibacterial, machine washable, non-slip, and extremely absorbent. No matter how busy you, your day may be, these nursing pads will keep you feeling dry, comfortable, and confident. Kindred Bravely has tested extensively to ensure these eco-friendly breast pads don't leak. Each pad can hold up to one ounce or 30 milliliters of milk, eight times the absorbency of other washable nursing pads. In fact, their testing has also shown that each pad feels 90 times less wet than other leading breast pads. Check out the ultra-absorbent reusable nursing pads at kindredbravely.com and use promo code BFMAMA20 for 20% off your purchase. That is kindredbravely.com and code BFMAMA20 for 20% off. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. If you're struggling with sore nipples, you need pain relief fast. And when sore nipples turn to crack nipples, forget about it. It's enough to want to call it quits. Damaged nipples can cause real problems with successfully breastfeeding your baby. Check with a lactation consultant that your baby is getting a good latch and get some Milky's Nipple Nurture Balm. Nipple Nurture Balm is formulated to soothe, protect, and heal sore or cracked nipples. 
This nipple balm is made with organic herbal ingredients and combined with natural moisturizers to help provide relief and to heal affected areas and even prevent cracks from reappearing. Nurture Nipple Balm alleviates the discomfort so the joy can be restored to your special bonding time. It is safe for both parent and baby and there is no need to wipe it off before breastfeeding. Head to fairhavenhealth.com, that's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com and use promo code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. Uh, These sponsors and their promo codes can be found in the show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Um, Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, you can also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. And our shout-out of the week goes to a super sexy mama, (laughs) Ashley Wright, at Miss Wright's Way. I don't know if you're following her. She has a huge Instagram. She is like... The ultimate in sharing everything. She's a breastfeeding mama, super like into normalizing sexuality as a mom. And she has a beautiful Instagram of her being her. And she's also a pole dancer. Um, and she posts those things. She is incredible. It's amazing. You have to see the things that she can do on this freaking pole. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, so follow her. She's Miss Wright's Way. Um, on Instagram, it's Ashley Wright. I have the pleasure of knowing her, and she is fantastic. Follow her, and um, she would like this episode. Oh yeah. Um. So another story. We should. We need to get. We need to get down to it. Um. Should I just go? Yeah, go. Okay. This is taboo, but I know we aren't the only ones. Lactating is now a part of our sex life. When I was pregnant, I learned about adult breastfeeding relationships. I know what you're probably thinking. A lot of people say this is weird, gross, or even perverted. But for us, it's a sweet way to connect with my husband. To it, That encompasses who I am as a woman now. It feels incredibly empowering, and I I love knowing my husband and I share something so personal that is only between us. We don't do it all the time, but occasionally it's a very special and exciting thing. And just how I kiss my infant differently than I kiss my husband, breastfeeding is different when it involves my infant versus my husband. I think my, I think many people have adult breastfeeding relationships and are, are too nervous to ever mention them. I think she's right. I think that's probably true. Mm-hmm. That people are doing all kinds of things with the breast milk and their boobs and just won't talk about it because it's it is it's very taboo. I think sex in general is very taboo it in our is. country. We think it's like we think it's like we're so so sexual like whatever, but it's taboo and it's. Like very unhealthy. Everything we're taught about sex in this country is pretty unhealthy. It's kind of weird if you think about it. It's like obviously we know everybody's doing it, and we know that's how babies are made. So why are we like <laughs> acting like, oh my gosh, that's something I you know. do? I think it's a way, it's just another way of like controlling people. Ugh, it's you annoying. know, making things. It's really, really ridiculous. Um, and I like how you know she was talking about the difference between kissing her baby and kissing her husband. Mm-hmm. And it's so different with everything. It's not like, you know, when people say this too, when they're like, you know, when people are trying to sexualize breastfeeding, like I use my mouth during sex. I use my hands during sex. You know, right. we're not like, oh my God, ah, don't touch your baby with that hand you just gave a handy with. Right. A handy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it's true. It's, like, it's, it's true. so true. It's like, I've washed my hands. Oh my god, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, 
Where are we at? I'm so happy you're covering this topic. I'm way too embarrassed to share my experience with anyone I know. I have a 19-month-old boy and we just weaned. Prior to that, my husband and I had zero sex. Zero. We slept in separate rooms and it was a serious source of worry for me. I had no sex drive at all whatsoever. He was afraid to touch me because he knew I was so touched out. Since weaning, my sex drive has come back full force. I seriously want to get busy like all the time. I think that we forget that deep down we are just mammals. It makes sense that Sex is fundamentally about reproduction. And if you're breastfeeding, your physical priorities aren't really about sex. I also do have to point out that I have a very understanding husband. We've been together for more than 10 years. We are pushing 40 and this is our only child. I know that my situation might be a little unique. I think that if we were, if he was still in his 20s, he may not have been so patient. I would just say to anyone feeling like they may never feel sexy again, that it does come back. I think weaning is also a thing that where things can change. You know, again, because your hormones are shifting. Right. Right. And you're and out of that course, newborn phase where you feel like you're right. up all the time. And, you know, yeah. it's just, it's different. It's a different part of your life as a parent. And it's true that if they say they're, they're pushing 40, like maybe the sex drive is a little different. Although I will say if your partner is in their 20s, they still have a responsibility to be patient. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't want anybody to feel like they need to be in a place where they, no you know like and i think we do feel like that i've had people say that to me well i didn't want my partner to wait anymore well they have to just wait i know you just have to i mean like what you can't just like make somebody suddenly feel cool about having sex after giving birth and breastfeeding you know when i worked in the hospital i remember being in somebody's room one morning getting ready to do their discharge you know and, and talk to them about what to expect once they go home with breastfeeding and everything and i was came in and the doctor was in there doing the discharge, you know, the doctor's stuff discharge. And so I just, you know, kind of stood patiently and was waiting and I was listening to him talk to this family. And he said, and I couldn't believe it, but he said, you know, no sex for six weeks. Of course you can have Clinton sex. Ah, you know, and if anybody is too young to know who might be listening to young to know that, you know, when Bill Clinton was president, he got caught getting a blowjob in one of the offices in the white house. I can't remember which office, but I think they actually said which office it was. I can't remember which one, but um, whatever. He meant a blowjob. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about. And it's like, how dare you tell this family that she cannot have sex, but she should still pleasure her husband? Yeah, that's disgusting. Like, it's just, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they, you know, I mean, you made this baby, you committed to this baby as, as a team which means you go forward as a team. Like it's just right. And just like you work everything else out, it takes time. This is going to be something that takes time to work out too. Right. Ah, uh, and right. yeah, you got to do that together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think this is our, well, this is the last one in this group. This is Diane loves this story. Do you want to read it? Or want me to read it? Uh, no, you can go ahead. Do you want to listen to it? It's hilarious. Okay. Yes. Okay. My favorite. I was, yeah. I was eight or nine weeks postpartum and holding off from having sex until I felt more recovered. Husband has a high sex drive, but masturbates all the time anyway. So we were both content. One morning, my baby and toddler were both asleep and my husband had gotten up before me. I went into the bathroom thinking he was downstairs. And to my surprise, he stood there jerking off whilst brushing, brush, brushing his teeth. Yes, really. <laughs> I decided to throw him a bone, pardon the pun, so gave him a helping hand. 
Well, my youngest is a full-on unicorn who has slept through the night the whole eight hours since she was a month old. She's seven months and still does. Don't be too jealous, though. My two-and-a-half-year-old still wakes up every night. Her sleeping through the night is amazing, and I wake up with two giant rocks on my chest every morning. This morning was no exception. My husband was super engorged. My boobs were super engorged. (laughs) (laughs) My boobs were super engorged, and the combination of that with the motion of jerking him off made them start leaking. First, they dripped. Then they started, they both started really, really leaking all over the bathroom floor and all over his penis. I was mortified, but then realized he was into it, like really into it. It was like lube. It's a very niche kink, and we haven't yet recreated that scene, but we still talk and laugh about it. And it's just shows yet again that there's not much you can't improve by putting a little (laughs) breast milk on it. Um, that's awesome story. And I Hilarious. think that we are realizing that it is not a niche kink. This is just you and your body. And like, go with it. Go with the flow, man. Right. I mean, it might seem Yeah, weird. I mean, if it's too weird for you, fine. Then like, you know, then you can just whatever. But I a- think some people even like might stay away from sex after especially like you know okay maybe you hit that six week mark eight week mark and you're like oh my god my boobs are gonna leak i don't what if that happens i don't know what to do i just don't want to even put myself in that position and you just stay away from it like definitely don't be afraid and if you're not sure how to get things going like when i used to teach childbirth classes i used to tell people all the time too like you know start back like you were a you know you're a couple you started as a couple Go back to that. Have a date night. Start like dating and and being like, you know, work up to that again if you need to. You don't have to mm-hmm. jump right back into the heavy stuff. Like, you know, I mean. No, and everyone is different. Like some people are just, you know, this is just how some couples are. Some people masturbate you know, while they brush their teeth. Some and people some just people. masturbate while they're brushing their teeth. Leave them alone. <laughs> they are allowed to. <laughs> I love it. It's hilarious. It is totally fine. <laughs> Multitask, like you I said. I know, and I love that she was just like, oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, like didn't face her at all. No, yeah. she was just like, oh, I didn't realize you were in here. Oh, oh, here. Okay. Okay, and so I have a couple more stories, and we do have a few more minutes. I'd like to get those in. Yes. Okay. So listen, this is really funny. So I posted this post on Instagram and Facebook asking for stories. And um, Instagram, the comments under the thing, this is this is here. If you need a different, like, what's the difference between Facebook and Instagram, if anyone ever asks? This is the difference. Under the post on Instagram, people were like, I sent you a story. I hope it's not too weird. Which is what everyone says about their story that now we're finding out that all these people have the story and that it's actually not weird. Um, but people are like, oh, this is so great. This is so fun. Here's Facebook. <laughs> let me just read this. For, let me read the comments. Not the, just, just the comments. These are just the comments with the names. I won't read the names, but I'll just, you know. My boyfriend and I had our first sexual time together only a few weeks after our daughter was born. I was giving him a blowjob and I wasn't wearing a bra for his pleasure. And as I was doing some of the best, some of my best work, he stops me and he says, um, honey, you're dripping on me. To my horror, I realized that I was leaking breast milk all over the place. So I had to put my nursing bra and nursing pads on and finish the job. I had to wear a nursing bra during sex for almost the full duration of two years I breastfed my daughter. So here's somebody who chose to put a breast pad on. But there are seven comments under her comment of like, eh, my boyfriend likes it, so I don't wear a bra. It's a good moisturizer. Just rub it in and keep going. 
And and it's like all these people are just like, nah, you don't need that. <laughs> just use it. Oh my God. Yeah, here's more. My husband and I can't like even consider doing the deed now that our second daughter is breastfeeding and sleeping in our own bed. It's a small town, small room for how much furniture you need for a baby and two adults, and she just lays down in the bed with a within a foot of us. Uh, we swear she senses whenever my hubby so much as hugs me because she cries every time. It's been a lot of fun. And then there's all of these people again. Here, so here's somebody who's like, "Oh, we can't even, we can't even do it. It's too, you know, baby's too close. It's too weird." Um, and so then there's a whole bunch of comments that are like, "Just go to a different room." Or that you know, get a roommate, or get you know, get a babysitter. We also have a roommate who's occupying the bedroom, uh, which would belong to my daughter. So it's hard to think outside the bedroom. Um, mm. Anyway, so there's just different, you know, there's different setups and stuff. But people are like, just go to a different room. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, somebody says, "What sex life?" <laughs> I, get, and I get that. Yeah. Um, and uh, here's another one. One time we were. One time when we were doing it on the lounge floor, hubby grabbed my boob and accidentally squirted himself in the face. But he kept a straight face and kept going. Then we giggled about it later. Um, and here's another one. My husband loved the leakage and loved to suck on them during sex. He's weird type that likes breast milk, LOL. Um, and then somebody says, mine too. Uh, but it was more of a didn't mind it since he somehow managed to suck different and didn't get much milk. That's another thing. So I think like it's important to remember too that a lot of like how that one person commented like what sex life there's a lot of these stories where people didn't really get started back with a sex life for several months. Well, this is what we're seeing. Okay. This is totally yeah. different. Some people are not having sex at all, and some people are jerking off while they're brushing their teeth and giving blowjobs. I mean, right? It's okay, know, it's fine. And then this woman says, um, "Every time I start to orgasm, I start leaking." He knows he's doing a good job when he sees milk. <laughs> Yeah, but then he's gonna get used to that. Right, right. And then uh and then somebody says, My husband's gotten as far as trying to hump my leg. Oh my god. So there, you know, some people it's as as we can see, everybody's different. And there is really no freak. No. No, it's, it's totally just, okay. It's just sex. And I will say, sex. Sex is between two consenting adults. And two consenting adult, adults can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. Two Absolutely. consenting adults. If there is one person who is, if you're not into it, then you are not consenting. And, you know, that's, um, that's not sex, that's rape. Um, and if you have a situation like this in your um, household, please contact, contact us at the badass breastfeeding. No, no. Badass breastfeeding podcast at gmail.com if you are in a situation where you feel like you need help. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't know. That's all the stories I've got. There. And thanks for listening. Fun. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the stories yes, for those of you that wrote in. Yes. Thank you so much for your stories. They were wonderful. And I think they've really helped. Hopefully, hopefully, this has helped, you know, normalize a little bit of this and help. If this is wherever you are on the spectrum, hopefully you're feeling a little validated. Yeah. So go enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.